everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the UCC Career Services podcast. In this episode, we're going to hone in on entrepreneurship. And today we are joined by two incredible entrepreneurs who've had incredible career journeys. And they're going to tell us a little bit more about their journeys and the companies that they have founded. So I'm joined by Brad Wrigley, CEO and co-founder of Aradis, and also by Ervin O'Neill, who founded One Design in 2011 and is also a UCC alumni. Thank you both so much for joining us. We're delighted to have you here. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dan. Brad, I'll come to you first. Varadis, I know there's a spin-out company from the Tyndall Institute uh, here in Cork. And for our listeners, could you give us a bit more background about Varadis and what you do? Sure. We, we founded Varadis in um, 2019, and it was based on IP that uh, researchers and scientists within uh, Tyndall National Institute, UCC, had developed over a couple of decades in radiation sensing. Veratis as a company is a deep tech uh, nanotechnology um, radiation sensor company. And we design and manufacture and build semiconductors and sensors and subsystems and modules and systems for um, some of the largest uh, organizations in the world. Organizations like NASA and uh, a number of very large healthcare and uh, governments globally to allow them to measure and monitor radiation um, in whatever environments they're in. So for NASA, for example, uh, or organizations like Boeing or Airbus and, and so on, it would be in satellite satellites mostly. We have sensors on, and we currently have sensors on the International Space Station at the moment. So we've sports space station as well, both for astronauts and for equipment up there. So space is a big business for us, but also uh, healthcare and and government is as well. So we, we took it out, like I said, 2019, spin out company taking the IP from UCC through a, a standard spin out licensing ar- arrangement and brought on a very strong board very quickly and uh, developed a very strong team very quickly. And we've been, to use a terrible pun, I'm sorry to say it, flying it since then, I suppose, but we've had a couple of very good years, thankfully. Great, I love that we're flying it. That's, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, that's what a range of stakeholders from space right up to, to medicine. It, it is like, I suppose we, we, we were very lucky as a company. Uh, so much of the hard work had been done by UCC prior to us taking the company out and they developed a, a, a customer list as such and the credibility behind the team and the IP was well known globally. So for me, it was a really easy decision to create the company and spin it out. And we, I suppose we had a head start, like a lot of spin outs, you know, they're not typical to a startup where you need to go out and gain that credibility and validation very early from your customers. We already had the credibility built into the IP and we had the team behind it. So it really was for me, you know, a very focused few first months because I knew who I needed to speak to and how we would scale and build the business from there. So, yeah, it's, uh, it is a fantastic range of customers and we're, we're incredibly lucky and the whole team worked very hard to maintain that and grow it and, and we continue to do so. Thanks for that, Brad. That's a great overview and really interesting. And it just goes to show, you know, that there's so many different areas, even within, you know, when you look at a company first glance, I sometimes don't think students realize that, that, you know, even if you you come in and work with a company, that there's so many other areas that within it, within the stakeholders themselves that you get to engage with. So that's incredible. Thank you for that. And Arvin, UCC alumni joining us from San Francisco today. Thank you so much. The same question for you. One Design, you founded it in 2011. And could you tell us a bit more background on the company? Um, yeah, as you said, it was 2011 I started the company. I was inspired largely um, by a couple of factors. I came out here in 2005. I immigrated from Cork. I had worked in Cork for a year. I was one of the, the tiger cubs that came roaring out of college and we all had jobs coming out of college and 
everyone told me told me I was mad to leave Ireland at the time. So uh, I had come to San Francisco the previous year and I had, like Tony Bennett, I'd left my heart in San Francisco. So I was doing a long distance relationship and I, wa- I really wanted to get back to San Francisco. So once we figured out the visa stuff and that took about a year, I, I came over, worked for a structural engineering company in San Francisco doing seismic design largely. And I found that I got the ability to work with some very good architects, well-known architects, and I got to to work with some not so good architects. And I found there was often a disconnect between architecture and engineering. Based on the tenets of the the education I got in UCC, uh, I was always always very uh, impressed and I was very uh, inspired by the thought of combining the two fields because architecture and engineering they, they go hand in hand and and they reciprocate each other so based on like the the ideas of Calatrava Santiago Calatrava and Peter Rice uh, famous Irish arch- architect slash engineer I decided that I wanted to do more of both I got under my wing all the knowledge that I needed structural engineering wise permit wise and Politically in San Francisco, it's a, it's a very charged area politically, and it's one of the hardest places to, to do construction projects in the world. So I combined all those, and with the experience I had working as an architect and engineer in Cork, I took all those on board and decided to start One Design as a company that's set up for smaller projects. Uh, so we deal a lot with homeowners trying to do uh, an addition onto their home, small scale apartment buildings, and anything from really small little remodels up to seven story apartment buildings. And the idea is that one design combines all these different facets together. And particularly in such a difficult environment as San Francisco, helps people through the process to, to, to build what they want to do. That was essentially the, the basis of the idea. Like, any, like anything, it starts as an idea and it grew from there. And uh, I've been very happy with the trajectory over the last 10 years. And we'll see what the next 10 years uh, brings. I mean, I, I built it in a recession, so I, I feel like it should be, if it's recession built, it should be hopefully recession proof. So um, we'll see what happens. Thanks, Ervin. That's really interesting overview. And I think something that will probably ring true with so many students who will be listening to this as well is it's brave to go out and it's brave to, I think, to be an entrepreneur and start a company anywhere, but to, I suppose, leave the country, go off to San Francisco and get the experience under your belt and build it there. You know, that's that's a big leap. It is. And I've, I was very lucky, you know, um, it took braveness. It took a lot of uh, persistence, but it also takes a lot of luck, and uh, I was lucky enough that I got to meet a wonderful Irish community, in particular in San Francisco, and they gave me the hand up. And from there, it was really it was just trying to keep the 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 train on the tracks. From there, then it's 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 not great. I know. I think no matter where you go in the world, you'll find an Irish community. We're absolutely everywhere. Thanks for that, Irvin. To come back to yourself, Brad, founding Varidus in 2019, you had quite an expensive career up to then. Could you tell us a little bit about your career journey from maybe when you left college that brought you up to this point and maybe what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Sure. Like uh, I, I sort of did the opposite to Irvin and I, I moved back to Ireland um, at the peak of the Celtic Tiger and um, I'd been working in the UK. My first career role was with Accenture as a consultant over in London. I spent a, num- a number of years there working in what was called mobilization and outsourcing, which was 
so I was creating services for other companies and providing it back to them at a cost. So I moved back in, um, so 2005, I think it was, really at the peak of the Celtic Tiger, to do what a lot of people were doing, which was create a property company, because that was where all the money was. And I said, um, you know, this will be yes, two, two years, I'll, I'll retire type thing. But in 2006, of course, it all came crashing down around anyone who had a property company. And uh, my, my first startup uh, was a property company, but it was a luxury property finding company for, for wealthy individuals with an element of a property development. So it was developing luxury properties for international buyers, essentially. I was I was incredibly optimistic about it in 2006. No one wanted to spend money, and particularly people didn't want to spend money in Ireland on property. So um, at that stage, I was very fortunate in a, a company well-known to Cork, EMC, came forward and, and someone there asked me was I interested in coming in and working in their global um, shared services or business services organization to create a HR shared services organization across Europe, Middle East and Africa. And I did that for a number of years and we expanded that into India over, over about five years. I then jumped into another role within EMC in mergers and acquisitions, uh, working with the corporate development team, which was really my first introduction to highly successful startups. Uh, so working with, with the corporate development team there, um, identifying and doing due diligence on startups that, that EMC were buying or, or merging with or, or, or whatever it might be, which is a fantastic uh, experience for me uh, to really understand how a startup is successful and how it scales and how it works and meeting some of the, you know, the best CEOs I've ever come across. And then as part of that, I was offered a role in one of the startups, a company called VirtuStream, which was an acquisition by, by EMC, I think it was back in 2014, I'd say, something like that, 2015. Um, as a chief of staff, uh, working with um, the senior leadership there. I left there after Dell acquired EMC, and it was a good time. It felt like a good sort of juncture in the road for me to jump out and try something on my own again. So I went out and I, I started with a virtual reality surgical simulation company based out of Toronto, uh, designing virtual reality and haptic robotics to teach surgeons how to do procedures in a, in a, in a virtual environment, which I'm still involved with in, in the background there, I suppose. Did that for a few years. That was based out of Toronto and that wasn't going to work for me because I was back in Cork and I had kids and everything else. So I then got looped back into the UCC ecosystem to help a company called Seek Biome, which is a, a microbiome analysis and bioinformatics company out of APC at UCC to sort of create a business plan and, and, a, and a structure to, to spin out and joined that company then as, as a board member and a director uh, sort of midway through that process. Um, and that company at the moment uh, as a CEO based out of um, out of UCC and, and APC. And I'm still very much involved in that company where I can be. But really, exactly at the same time as Seek Biome, Veradis came along, or the IP for Veradis came along, the idea to spin this out. And uh, like I said earlier, um, I you know jumped at the chance to, to get together with that team and, and the great board and that customer list. And we went from there. So it's been really varied and broad, you know, huge failures and a bit of success here and there, which is all part of it, uh, I think. But from working with large multinationals like uh, Accenture and Dell EMC and very small startups, you know, I think it's really helped me get, a, I suppose, a, a breadth of, of, of knowledge on how businesses work at every level and working with the right people uh, in those businesses. So yeah, it's been an interesting one so far, you know. Um, Radis hopefully now will, will continue on, on the trajectory that's going.
such a, a broad remit and I think that's really great for our listeners to hear as well that you can move in and out of areas but something I'd love to pick up on and as you said yourself you met challenges say in t- 2006 but still came back and still tried to get engaged in startups and I think something that is so important for students who are considering entrepreneurship is that it's about your behaviour and your attitude as much as having an idea and I think that really comes through with your story. I think it really really is like I think the, the one thing I, I suppose I've always tried to do is not to worry and panic about it because it, it tends to if you've got the urge and the want and, and the and the, and the motivation to be successful, you know most people get there um, as a general rule. In, in some way, success is defined by loads of different things. You know uh, whether it's wealth or whether it's it's projection within a company or, or whatever it may be. You know if you just get your head down and get at it. And I always say in all the time when, whenever I'm speaking to I suppose people who are just starting off is you know you need to surround yourself with the right people. You know, day, day one, it's so, so important because you just can't, as an entrepreneur, you can't do it on your own. You really can't. Even the guys have done it for years, they build the right teams very early. And I think that's so, so important. And and stay away from the wrong people is equally as important as well. You know, you need lots of positivity in your company and, and around you all of the time uh, in at every level. 100% people who work for you and people you work for. So, you know, choosing, choosing the right people is really important. And the other thing I always sort of had since I was incredibly young, even as a teenager, is try to have a bit of a plan. I think as a, a, you know, if I was coming out of, of college now, I would say don't worry about your first couple of roles because it's unlikely they'll be the roles you'll end up in longer term. But do try to have some sort of plan. And I always try to plan five years ahead. I sort of made every decision I could on if I make this decision now, is that going to be positive or negative to what I'm trying to do or where I'm going to be in five years time? And if you sort of keep that in every decision you make from role to role to role, no matter what the role is, but that it's a positive step forward to where you're trying to get to. For me personally, it's always really, really helped me to just stay focused all of the time as I look forward. But you're right, yeah, yeah you know, you, you do get knocked down, but, uh, you know, I can't remember what the song is now, but you get back up again and all that, don't yeah. you? And carry on. And, you know, it's really refreshing to hear that as well. I think it's something that, that students need to, to understand. We often have graduates coming back to us, you know, a year later who, as you say, didn't have that kind of plan. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a solid plan, but just kind of a, an idea, a bit of a journey mapped out yeah. ahead. And I often feel sad when, when they come in and they're they're worried, but they start planning now. It's, it's never too late. It's never too late. And just, just, what I, just what I'd say in that, like, I think it's really important because I think it's very different to myself and Irvin when we we started out, maybe, you know, Irvin, you were talking about back in sort of 2005, I think you said, you know, we had no visibility to really to companies that were successful or failing because social media just wasn't in existence. And all you see today, whether it's on Twitter or, or LinkedIn or whatever it may be, is just success. You know, every every startup that gets out there is successful and, and it's easy. Come on, the status now, but I think, you know, 10 or 15 percent or something of startups are, are successful. And again, you define what success means. You know, it's it's not all easy. It's not all success. So if you're not successful in your first couple, it really doesn't matter. Most people aren't, you know, anyone who's really made it that I've spoken to have been very successful have failed five or six times more than they've been successful. And you're very lucky to get lucky the first time. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I, I think that's very true, Brad. I mean, it's very, it's very hard for kids coming out of college now when they see everyone on social media living good lives and living this, this scene. But don't be afraid of failure. Go put yourself out there. Take the hill. Take the, take the long road, you know. Um, Get out of your comfort zone, I think, is, is is something and try different things, because as long as you keep an open mind, uh, when, particularly when you're young, that's the most important thing. I mean, that's the, one of the best things about third level education, and particularly my experience in UCC, is that I learned how to think in UCC and you're a sponge when you come out of college. And 
and really embrace that and don't be afraid of, of failure don't and don't be afraid of doing what might be perceived as something that's unorthodox and really just uh, that's those are the occasions and those are the opportunities where you learn and you really grow because it, we all we all want to specialize in something which is good and important particularly um uh, in in today's world but it's just as important to broaden your horizons as well and have a little bit of knowledge about everything so uh, I, mean, I was lucky i fell into what i love and that's the most important thing is that I love what I'm doing. And Brad, I'm sure you're the same. It's it's more about it's about relationships. It's about having a plan, building it and and seeing it grow and flourish. And you, as they say, you'll never work a day if you if you do something you love. So just take your time coming out of college and begin to learn who you are as a person and, and what you want out of your career. Definitely. And put yourself into this space of trying and failing the whole time you're building that resilience which is going to make you succeed really in the end. And Irvin, I'm sure you faced many challenges in getting to where you are now. And that mindset, I have no doubt, is, is something that helped you overcome them. Yeah, I, I, I faced a lot of challenges, I mean, um, particularly in a new country where things are done differently. And just even the process of getting here legally, it was a, was a, was a big eye-opening process. But um, yeah, it's putting the head down, not being afraid to work, but in the hours, but, you know, relationships, again, is what it comes back to. I built my, my, my business on relationships and, and humility. We come out of college with two letters after our name. It doesn't mean anything to most people. And it's, it's very important to remember that. I've learned more things from some carpenters on site about how buildings are built than I have in, in any book. Bringing a level of humility and a personable approach to, to how you deal with everything and, and everyone is critical, I think, particularly for a small business and you're dealing with people at a face-to-face -face level with day-to-day -day actions. Very much. And I suppose if you could go back in time, Irvin, and, you know, talk to your 18-year-old self, I'm, I'm assuming when you're 18, you didn't look ahead and think, I'm going to have one design set up by 2011. But what, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back in time now? It's a good question. 18, God, I wish I was back there again in, the, in those years. Those are the best years of my life, the college years. I think that's the, the, the kernel of it is, the college years are the best years of your life. You make friends for life there. Get involved in as many societies and, and groups as you can. Just soak it up as much as you can. I think one of my own regrets from my time in college was that I wasn't mature enough to go and just dip in on other lectures that are non-related to my course. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing stopping you going, attending another lecture if you've got a quiet hour or something like that at a completely different field. So use it as an opportunity. You're in this, this temple of knowledge. Uh, you're surrounded by all these amazing brains and soak as much up as you can. But college is an experience you go through. It puts you a couple of rungs up the ladder and it gives you a great basis to start with. So that's really, that's really it. Just get involved in as many societies as you can. Don't worry about if you, if you don't have a five-year or a 10-year plan, don't worry about that. Uh, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And Building a career is like building a jigsaw, you know, you you find the right pieces and then everything just comes together itself. And it was actually great to hear you mention things like clubs and societies because you go to your lectures, you get your subject knowledge. But it's all of these extracurricular activities or co-curricular activities that give you those soft skills that you need 
to be able to to face into the working world you know your subject knowledge is great but you know it's something I wish I did more I didn't get as involved in clubs and societies in college and often look back as it's a huge regret of mine but now so much of my work is trying to get students to get involved and, and to get on board so that's great to hear um, and Brad a similar question for yourself if you could go back in time and the vast and varying experience that you have what, what would you tell your 18 year old self? I, 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 I'd echo some of Ervin's, what Ervin said there. I mean, for, I mean, so first I'd say buy Bitcoin. It's the first thing I'd sell myself um, if I was 18 now. Um, and I wouldn't have to do any of this, carry on. No, I think I think it's a really fair point. Like, I, I think I think what college gives you, especially at the age of 18, is just a huge access to a massive amount of diversity around you, you know? And I think it reflects really the business world when you get out there is that you're going to be working with a, a range of cultures and ethnicities and everything else. And I think college gives you that really under one roof, very young in life. And I'd say get out there and, and mix with everyone and speak to everyone and sort of learn those soft skills. I think soft skills is a really interesting thing. And again, I'm showing my age here now, but I think what social media will do to generations to come is, is removing elements of that just by the way it is. And I think COVID certainly hasn't helped it. I think it's the first time we've mentioned COVID, so that was that was good. Twenty-seven minutes in after the conversation, or whatever it is. But I, I think I think COVID COVID doesn't help it either. But I, I would say. You know, get out and speak to people, to real people and interact and mix in diverse environments and get into societies and play whatever sport you can. And, you know, Jesus, just enjoy it as well. You know, they are very much some of the best years of your life. And when you come out of this, you're going into the workforce and hopefully you can replicate that and enjoy yourself as much. But it's a different environment. So really enjoy it there. Get to know people, learn as much as you can. Make contacts, you know. That's another thing when you get into industry or whatever it may be. After, especially if you're going straight into, you know, startup, it's quite often the startup's going to be with people you've been in college with. So uh, whether it's in a different uh, area of expertise. So get out there and meet people of, of similar interest, especially if you're interested in being an entrepreneur from a young age. And that's really important. Just a flag to our listeners that, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to get involved here in UCC. The UCC Employee Agility Award has an entrepreneurship stream where you can go in and, you know, actually speak to entrepreneurs, be in their space, absorb what's going on in, in the Ignite space. So that's something exciting for any of our listeners who want to get involved and start learning more of those core skills. So I know that we're, we're I've spent quite a bit of time, I suppose, getting your background and advice. And I think it's you know so refreshing and it's so good for students to hear that you know things like getting your network starting to build that and we try to encourage students to build that as as early on as possible but purely on an entrepreneurial line what advice would you give you know students who are coming out of college right now they're coming out as graduates they might have the confidence to go ahead and, and plunge straight in but they have an idea what advice would you would you give them don't be shy. You might think you have an, you know, you have an idea. For example, you might think it's a little embarrassing to tell other people about that idea, or you might be a little embarrassed because you haven't thought it through too much. But you can't think something through if you keep it in your mind. You need to actually bring it out into the world and and bounce it off other people. So don't be don't be shy. Uh, be humble. Present your ideas in such a way that you engage with other people and you encourage them to participate. And it, it, it just goes back to networks and, and relationships and those soft skills. I mean, particularly engineering. Engineers are, are renowned bad people people in that they tend to be robotic. Some of the best minds in the world and some of the best things that are created in the world are come from engineers, you know, and an engineering background. And um, so really try and break the box that you're going to find yourself constantly being pushed into break down those barriers because engineering is all about being in a box and doing things by scientific physical attributes you're you're constrained by these things but don't be don't be don't be afraid to to break out of that box because it's 
it's a little bit of the left side brain versus the right side brain in that respect. All ideas are good ideas. Uh, just like all theories, they're, they're just theories until they're proven wrong. And go out there and test that idea and see, find the holes in it and understand what those limitations are. And I love that piece of advice, like, you know, don't be stuck in, in that box. We've certainly heard over the last year, a lot of graduates who had been worried that, you know, their degree wouldn't have as much value this year because they'd gained it remotely or, you know, that they wouldn't fit the bill for the graduate programmes. But I think that's a great thing to hear that, you know, you don't have to fit into this box. And if you are one of those students who's coming out a little bit worried about your degree and you have that idea, break through it, you know, and just keep pushing ahead. And, and Brad, would you have anything to add to that advice? Yeah, like, like well, now I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a UCC alumni or, or a graduate, but I have sort of uh, got involved with UCC a lot over the last couple of years with the different sort of spin outs I've been involved in. I'd say utilise the UCC network. I mean, you're, you're there, you have the opportunity, um, you know, organisations like, I think is it the Sprint Accelerator Programme in Western Gateway and Miriam Cronin up there, who's fantastic. There's so many people in UCC are willing to jump in and give you some really good advice. What they also have access to is an incredible network of entrepreneurs in Cork. And I only I only found this when I came back of how wise uh, the, the network is of entrepreneurs in Cork who are willing to help. And even myself, who was obviously way older than, than the, the guys coming out of, uh, and girls coming out of UCC, I was introduced to a fantastic group of, of, of mentors and entrepreneurs very early, uh, just through a network I built. And again, I, I was, as everyone mentioned, that I was, you know, relatively shy uh, in, in my thirties and twenties, but I still got intro to them. They helped me massively. And I think, you know, if you if you use the network that you have available to you today within the UCC uh, environment, first and foremost, it's that's what it's there for, I think. But also in the larger network outside of UCC and the intros you can get through UCC to tap into them. I've never met a decent or, or serious entrepreneur or mentor who's laughed at any of my ideas, in fact. You know, really, that's not what they're there for. And they'll encourage you, they'll discourage you if they think it needs a bit of tw- a tweaking, but they're not there to, to ridicule. So get out and speak to people. You know, there's so many people out there that are just willing to give their time. I think it's, you know, and I certainly would have got Radis going uh, or to where it is today and still moving without people's help. And I mentioned earlier, it's all about the right people. I mean, it just really is. And the one thing is, and I've seen it with failed startups myself, is it doesn't really matter how good the idea is or how great the market is. If you don't have the team that's going to execute upon it and support and, and help you, it just does, it falls away pretty quickly, you know. Yeah, that's so true. And as you say, I, I don't think there's anyone really that you would walk up to and they would refuse to give you advice. I think that's so important 100%. for our listeners yeah. to hear as well. I certainly even internally here in UCC, everyone would be here to help you. And, and for those listeners who would like to connect with the UCC Alumni Network, you can do so on LinkedIn. Contact our UCC Alumni and Development and, you know, use those sounding boards that are around you. you know, I think that's really important, as you both say. Brad and Irvin, just to say thank you so much again. I know both CEOs of your companies and for you to take this time out to talk to us today is so appreciated. I think this is going to be a really interesting episode and some fantastic advice. So thank you both so much again, Brad and Irvin. Thank you. Thanks, Adele.